beliefs into my bodies, into my business, into my health. I've got a river. That is flowing. Can I get a witness in this place? I've got a river. I've got a river. Is the reason why we prophesy. Is the reason why we talk in tongues. Is the reason why we do what we do. I've got a river. I've got a river. That is flowing inside of me. You're gonna sing it again. I love the pop. I've got a river. I've got a river. The Spirit of God is in you. The power of God is in you. You can do it now. The Spirit of God is enabling you. You can pray in the Holy Ghost. You can speak it in words of understanding. You can speak life. Speak salvation. Speak healing to yourself. Speak promotion to yourself. It is by the Spirit. It is by the Spirit. It is by the Spirit. You can say words. You can say words. Say words. Say words. Ekoskita hatakishko. Rekoskibadaba. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, sweet spirit of the living God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we yield ourselves to you this morning. Thank you for your indwelling presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you for everyone that is present here today. Thank you for the move of your spirit all over this place. Thank you, Lord, because none is going to return the same way they came in the name of Jesus. Father, help us. We receive help from you this morning in the name of Jesus. And for those who require healing, who desire healing or some kinds of breakthrough in their bodies, Father, we ask that they receive their healing now in the name of Jesus. And those who are in the valleys and conflict, they are in the middle of decisions, difficult decisions. Lord, we pray that they will receive guidance in the name of Jesus. That those who are deep in misery, that your hand of grace will bring them out in the name of Jesus. It will be a breakthrough meeting for many in the name of Jesus. A salvation meeting for many in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise Jesus. You can have your seats in God's presence. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So good to be in church this morning. Um, you can quickly open your Bible to John chapter 7. I think it's a good place to start, seeing that the choir also, uh, you know, uh, did something from that angle. 
So we just flow in one accord. John in chapter 7, Jesus said, in John 7, 30, don't forget we started the series a while ago on how to be led by the Spirit or decoding the leading of the Spirit. And we, we had looked at, uh, the, we are looking at the inward witness, following the inward witness, amen. Uh, like we said, every believer has the Spirit of God in them. You have the Spirit of God in you. God is living in you. Amen. God stays with you. And that's one of the beauty of the New Testament. That God lives in man. God lives in man. Amen. It's one of the beauty of the New Testament. That God lives in us. In John chapter 7. And uh, we start, we do 37. John 7. 37. He says, on that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone test, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart. The old King James Version, we say, out of his belly. By heart, by belly, what is he talking about? He's talking about the innermost being. So he says, out of his innermost being, shall what? He said, we flow. What? Rivers of the living water. Now look at that again. Now who is the person that will have such ability that the spirit, the living water, will flow through them? He said, the one who believes. 38. He said, he who believes. Amen. He said, he who believes. So if you believe the gospel, it means, according to the word of God, according to Jesus, it means you have in you the rivers of the living water. It is in you. For example, see, this is not, I know for many people, they find it very difficult to believe the word. But that is what it is. And that's why most of the time as believers, we must relate with ourselves as persons who have the living water flowing through them. If I see you, if I interact with you, I interact with you as someone who has the living water flowing through you. Amen. So the living water is flowing through you. Hallelujah. Read it again. It says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said. Now, amen. Out of his heart, we flow rivers of living water. But this is spake or spoke concerning the spirit. So what, so he's not talking about H2O, okay? He's not talking about some kind of, you know, water, okay? Bojomi water, no. He's talking about what? The spirit. So anytime, most of the time, you see, he says, oh, that which is born of the water. We said that before. To be born of the water is not the same as to be baptized in water. It's not the same. To be born of something means it is, I mean, this person is a, pro, is a, progen, is a, um, is a progenitor, okay? It comes out of something. So it means when you say somebody is born of a woman, okay? It means this person is in the womb of a woman or born of man, okay? The Bible said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So there are two different things. So we have to understand that. That any time the Bible talks about the waters, it, talk about, it talks about the spirit. We read in Ezekiel 36, it said, I will sprinkle clean water. And it says that this clean water is the spirit. I will give you a new spirit. I will put my spirit within you. It is the promise of God. Amen. It is the promise of God to house you, to, to be in you, to stay in you. Hallelujah. It is God's desire. It has been the promise of God from creation that God will live in man, that he will function in man. And that is what God has achieved when Jesus died on the cross. So anyone who believes, if you believe the gospel, then the spirit of God is in you. As you're seated like that, these are many, many dwelling places. So as I'm speaking to you, it's a privilege, it's an honor to speak and to talk to dwelling places where God lives. Hallelujah. So, you know, when the Bible says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. That told us there, it is a long time ago, that that word mansion, you can only see that only in King James. It's a, and it's a wrong tradition, actually. It's a wrong, very wrong tradition to say, in my father's house, there are many mansions. You cannot see mansions in a house. It's not possible. House does not have mansion. Okay? So, when it says, in my father's house, that the word there, other versions, as it's explicitly, you know, explicitly written, he said, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. So who are the dwelling places? You are the dwelling places. You are the dwelling places. You are the dwelling places. And together, we form the church, which is the body of Christ. So he said, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. 
If it were not so, I would not tell you. He said, I will go prepare a place for you. And that was before he left. And after he left, amen, he says this. He said, we are seated together now with Christ in heavenly places. So that place he went to prepare is where we are now seated together with him by the Spirit. Amen. So you, as you're seated here, listening to me, I speak under honor that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says you are the temple of the Spirit. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God is in you. Is in you. Amen. Say the Spirit of God is in me. He is definitely in you. So, so that the, we're, we're looking at something today, okay? Uh, and that is, you know, we're, we started by talking about, okay, how to be led by the Spirit. Okay, the inward witness. The inward witness is that which, you know, that impression in your spirit. That, that attitude of the Spirit. It could be a provocation. It could be an impression, a pressure, or, you know, a hold back. The Spirit may decide to hold you back on certain things. It is such impression. We call it the leading of the Spirit. You have it. Every believer has it. Amen. Every believer has it. You have it. You may not have a collar to your neck. Okay? You may not have been called pastor, evangelist, prophet, or bishop. But you do have that. It is greatest office ever. It is the greatest state, status to ever be. That you are called the sons and the daughters of God. You are a child of God. It's the Bible says, below, behold, what manner of love is this that we should be, that the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called what? The children, the sons of God. You are a child of God. That's the greatest ever. Amen. It is the greatest ever. I've got the spirit of God in me. So what we are looking at today is the same thing, but in another dimension, in another angle. And we're looking at being led by the word of God. Still under the same thing as decoding the leading of the Spirit. Okay? It's a subtopic. Hallelujah. A subtopic that will assist you. Because it's my desire that everyone here, especially those that are pastors and those who are listening from home, you won't be bamboozled. When someone just comes to you and just says, well, the Spirit of God is telling me, you understand what is at work in the person. That indeed, yes, the Spirit of God is in you. And you also be able to confirm by the Spirit too that is at work in you. That what is being communicated in utterance, okay, it is true or it is invalid or better still, it is, uh, you know, it's not completely communicated. Am I communicating to you yet? It may. It's possible. That's why the Bible says, well, test all things. Test all spirits. All that which is good. The Bible said this. It says, it says if two of you will prophesy, if two or three of you will prophesy, let one judge. Okay, let one judge. Why we won't judge? Because there may be elements of, you know, uh, there may be traces, elements of individuals in their utterance that they are given. I don't mind communicating to us here. So that's why it is important that one should judge. But, but, but we're looking at a, another superior, uh, well, it's, it's another side of the coin anyway, but I, I will always, right from time, I always see it as a superior uh, position, especially in decoding the leading of the Spirit. And that is to be led by the word. Amen. So this is it. Before we proceed, don't forget we said this. That a believer is born of the spirit, isn't it? You are, as you are now. You are born of what? You are born of the spirit. The same thing. So the same believer who, is, who, we, are, who we say is born of the spirit is also born of the word. So look at that. Let us look at the first Peter. First Peter. First Peter. Hallelujah. First Peter and chapter 1 verse 8. 1 Peter 1, 8. 1 Peter and chapter 1, verse 8. Glory to God. Yeah. Now, it is important that we learn to write, okay? You must learn to write. <clears throat> so 1 Peter 1, 8. 1 Peter 1, 8 says, um, it says, knowing, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. You know, that this, is, this is very important. You know, I would like to say this again. The Bible says you are not redeemed by what? Corruptible things. You know what we call corruptible things? Things that can be touched. You know where I'm going. You, I don't know if you, if you know. I don't know if some of you know where I'm going with this. You cannot possibly say you are redeemed. Oh, that cannot things, water, earthly water is what born, gets you born again. Is, you can stain it. You know, we say this water is polluted. <laughs> you know, say, I know we, when we're growing up, you know, when we were doing science class, I don't know if you did science class, they said water pollution. It can be corrupted. That which can be corrupted. You know, when a man boasts in water, earthly water, you know that that person is very carnal. But we are not saying we are not zeroing it. 
Okay, are you getting what I'm trying to say? You are not zeroing it. It's just a it's just a kind of representation of your inward conviction. The main inward conviction is that which is done by the spirit. That's why I say he said you are not born of incorruptible things. Like what? Like silver? Like gold? But you are born by what? Look at it. What did he say? Well, let me say. He said, like silver and gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your father. But with what? The precious blood of what? 19. But you are born of what? The precious blood of Christ. And of a land without blemish. Okay. Now, the precious blood of Christ, is it corruptible? Let's keep reading. So, look at that again. Where did I stop? 19. Jump to 22. Since you have, impuri- since you have purified your soul in obeying the truth, through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, having been born again, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Amen. So a man is saying that you, he spoke to the writer. I mean, Peter was saying that, hey guys, you are born again. You are born, how were you born again? He said, you are born by the word. You are born by the word. In other words, Omoroni. Oh, sorry, please. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. What we are saying is that you are a child of the word. And you see, the, the way I say a child of the word, it doesn't even hold weight. Amen. It doesn't hold weight. Omoro. You are a child of the word. Glory to God. Say this with you. Say, say this with me. Say, I'm a child of the word. In other words, when you say, okay, this is, so, let me explain to you. So, in other words, when a child, when a lion gives birth, you know, we've always used the analogy always time, all the, all, the, all the time. A lion will give birth to a lion. A goat will give birth to a goat. And when the Bible says you are born of the word, it means that your makeup, your spiritual makeup is what? Is the word. Your spiritual makeup is the word. He said you are not born of incorruptible seed, but you are born of the word. You are born of the word. Hallelujah. Chama, you are born of the word. Glory to God. I mean, this, is, this, this thing can elate your spirit. That you just read it alone and say, I'm born of the word. Hallelujah. I am born of the You know, the word of God, the word that created heaven and earth. You look at it and say, I am born of it. This is what you do when you meditate. This is what you, you are born of the word. He said you are born of incorruptible seed, the word. The same way, he said that which is born of the spirit. Two sides of the coin, the same thing. You are born of the spirit. You know, ah, the spirit of God is moving in this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my dad. Amen. That's my dad. We, yeah, we are moving. He's moving here. Amen. So it's, it's, it's something that is understandable. Hallelujah. So, for example, it is easy for the spirit to move through you. Why? Because you are actually, you are a partaker of his nature. So the spirit of God moving through you is legal. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. It's like, just imagine, it's water and water flowing together. You are, your makeup is spirit makeup. You share the same, you know, it is wrong to use genetic material. Because genetics has to do with, you know, something kind of fleshy. But what I'm trying to say, your makeup, your spiritual makeup is same with the spirit. Your spiritual makeup is same. Let me tell you something. Let me, I have told us this. You see, all the challenges you have is in your mind. And, and this is your body and your mind. That's where the challenges are. The de- See, all these revelations and all these things you are teaching, you are teaching, your spirit already knows them. You can't teach the Holy Spirit what the Holy Spirit knows. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. You know, you know some of you, the day you receive Jesus, so receive Jesus, yes, Jesus died for my sins. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, immediately you become a new creation, the Spirit of God is in you. Now, nobody told you then that you are righteousness of God. But, then after two, three years, you came into a meeting and they told you in the meeting that, ah, you are now the righteousness of God and you saw it in the scripture, that wow, so I am the righteousness of God. Now, that day you say, wow. Let me tell you this, the first day you received Jesus, let's say it was four years ago, that day your spirit is aware that you are the righteousness of God. It is not the day you now knew in the scripture that you became righteous. So you became righteous the day, <laughs> the day you actually believed. Are you going to try to say? So, but you are just coming to your awareness ten years after. They say, hey, yeah. So that's what we call the revelation. Revelation means revealing what is there. So it's not. So that's why. So that's why if you if you if you are a genuine believer indeed, 
and you meet a believer, another believer, even though the believer is in ignorance, you, in your mind, you know that, eh? this believer is the righteousness of God. But he just didn't know. So you will relate to the believer. That's why the Bible said, no we ye no man. After the flesh, though we have seen Christ after the flesh, but henceforth, no we ye no man. Are you going to try and say? So that's why some people used to wonder, ah, pastor, what's wrong? Ah, this brother and this sister has done this thing wrong. I, I used to want to say, I used to, somebody told me, one of the ministers told me, one say, pastor, I used to wonder how you quickly overlook, over, I said, no overlook. I have, for the first day going, when I saw the person, this is what I saw. I'm seeing the person as a new creation. I relate to the person as a new creation. Now, when the person now does otherwise, I, to me, what I am thinking, when the person does otherwise, he's faking it. I, so let me tell you something. You know, you know, this is what people do. When a believer, when a, 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 a human being does good, they say, he's not real. So because in their mind, the real one is a bad person. So, but now to, to a new creation, a believer, when I see the believer, the reality is that this believer is a new creation, is holy, perfected, sanctified by the Spirit. So now, this is it. So when the believer now misbehaves and does something, say, uh-uh, be yourself. Now, don't lie to yourself. Be real. I am saying, be real. So you tell a believer to be real when they begin to do what? Otherwise. Because the real true nature of a believer is that character of the Spirit. The, that's the reality of a believer. So it's not some, it's something, that, you know, when a believer, a believer is struggling with sin, you know that ah, the Spirit of God is in this believer. Struggling with it. That's why you will tell, that's why you can tell a believer. I started a series for the past few Thursdays about holiness. That's why you can tell a believer, no, 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 you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Come out from among them. Don't do like them. Come out. Stop doing like this. If you do like this, other people outside, they will, that's why the Bible says, he said, follow peace with all men and holiness. With, with what is holiness? Separation and loneliness without which no man can see God in you. It's not like no man can see God. I ever open they don't see God. That's not what he's talking about here. He said, follow peace with all men. And because if you don't follow peace with all men, everybody you are fighting with, they are not seeing God in you. They are not seeing God in you. You are lying. You are fornicating, sleeping around. Everybody's in. They are not seeing God in you. So follow peace with all men and loneliness. Without which what? No man can see God. And the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see what? Your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Men must see God through you. And how can they see? They cannot see God through you until there is sanctification. That you walk perfecting, in the only, perfecting holiness in the fear of God by separating yourself. Am I communicating to us here? You are born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Say, I'm alive unto God. Say, I'm alive unto God. So a believer is born of the Word. And is born of the Spirit. So the flow of the Spirit and the flow of the Word is consistent with the believer's nature. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. If you believe the gospel here, yeah, your best medium, your best medium is the Word. You know, have you heard, if you play football, there's a man away. A, why? Because they say, ah, you know, when somebody goes away, they have their disadvantage. They have disadvantage because of what? The supporter. Or, or another time, you know, on the field, in their own home, it is the field that they used to train. So they know, without, without looking, if a player from three passes to seven or 11, from three passes to whatever, he ball, the, ball, the ball will get there because he knows that this is the way we play it. When I play, when I throw my, when I throw my foot like this, the ball should get there because they've been practicing in their own field. But unconsciously, just do it. That's when they go away. You remember when is the Emirates Stadium that we came that smaller? Which one was smaller then? Eh? Ivory, Ivory. Yeah, Ivory was smaller. When Asna first moved from there, they now moved to big one. It became challenging. Because when you throw past the big pass they used to throw before, it will pass the field. Because now they're getting used to their new home. What I'm trying to say for a believer, your home is the spirit and the word. That's where you get the best of you. I repeat again, that is where you get the best of you. If you want joy, peace, unending one, it is in the spirit and in the word. That's your medium. You are born of the word. You are born of the spirit. So that's why, you know, we're looking at the impression of the spirit, how to be led by the spirit. So it it means that it should be easy for you to be led by the spirit. Now, there is something that, like I said, I want to stress. And that is the leading of the word. So in other words, if a believer is born of the spirit, 
and that believer can, be, can have impression of the Spirit, then it means that a believer as well, who is born of the Word, okay, can also have what? The impression of the Word. Or the Word can also guide that believer. And let me say this to you. You see, why we use the Word of God as the conclusion of the matter or to judge something is because impressions of the Spirit, like we said, the utterance given, please follow this, the utterance given to impression of the Spirit may vary based on the individual's experience or development. Am I communicating to us here? We read earlier in the book of Acts how certain individuals had an impression that Paul should not go to Jerusalem. And when they gave utterance to it, they said, this is what the Spirit is saying, don't go. But was their impression right? But was their utterance wrong? Yes. They had a good impression that Paul going to Jerusalem <laughs> is dangerous. But when they gave utterance to it, it was the wrong utterance. So in other words, in such matters like that, the what takes the penultimate conclusion is the word. Because, you know why? Because by impressions, we have people can vary in how they conclude impressions. But with the word, the word of God is forever settled. So it's constant. So you can take God's word to judge an impression. We're going to look at that in the scripture. Let me even tell you this. See, anything, even Jesus. Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Remember? Look at that. Let's go there. Uh, that, let's do Mark. No, Matthew. Let's do Matthew. Matthew in chapter 4. He says this. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit, where? Into the wilderness. To be, tempted, to be tempted of the devil. And when he was fasted 40 days. Now, you need it. How did Matthew and... Amen. Hallelujah. Hmm. But how did Matthew conclude? Or Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or Luke. How did they conclude that Jesus was tempted of the devil, was led by the wilderness to be tempted of the devil? Now, it, now the, the thing is this, okay, indeed he was tempted of the devil, okay, and was led by the spirit to where? Now, they recognized this pattern. So this pattern, that's why I'm going anywhere, recognizing pattern in the world, not necessarily what is stated like, like this directly. But if you can recognize pattern from Genesis to Malachi, it will help you in making conclusions. In this case, for example, look at it again. Because of time, I want to open another place. So because of time. It said, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Okay? And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. And now the tempter came and he said unto him, if you are the son of God, turn this stone to bread. But he answered and said, are you reading everybody? He said, it is written what? Man shall not live by bread alone and by the word. Now, this, this conclusion, yeah, amen, from that verse 1 to verse 4, is Deuteronomy 8, verse 1 to about verse 4 or 5. The same thing that happened here. So, so look at it. Can you open because of time? I don't want to go. Go to Deuteronomy 4, uh, 8. So it's from verse 1. Now, I want to stress something out, and I want to, it will help you. This will help you because sometimes, when you look at that, it says, no, no, 8, 8, sorry, 8, help me. Deuteronomy 8, from verse 1. It says, and all the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Next verse. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God, what? Led thee, what? These 40 years. Where? Now, how many days were, how many days were they supposed to be in the wilderness? There were supposed to be 40 days, remember? Yeah. But actually, because of their disobedience, okay, they failed in temptations, and, they, and it extended to 40 years. So a journey that was supposed to be 40 days, it took them 40 years. I'm going somewhere. So, but anyways, they were led of God into the wilderness, which was supposed to be how many days? 40 days. But, but let's, let's, let's continue. So he said, now he said, and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger, 
and fed it with manna which thou knowest not, neither thy father knoweth, that thou might know that what? Man did not live by bread alone, but what? Proceed out of the man of God. Now, hold on. Now, now, hold on. I, I'm saying something for a reason. The same thing happened in Matthew 1, chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. There is a precedent. There is a precedent to what that, that action. So Jesus going to the wilderness. He said he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He can relate that there is a pattern similar to this in the Old Testament. In fact, when it was time so for him going into the wilderness, knowing that, hey, I am in the wilderness for 40 days. Oh, Israelite was in the wilderness for 40 days. So even when the devil came with the temptation, he could use the same literary, okay, they were led, okay, mass and only by bread alone and by In fact, all the temptation of Jesus and the response of Jesus were all quoted from the Taronomy. All the, so Jesus was quoting from the Taronomy. Amen. In other words, he was led not to succumb to the devil by the word. Am I communicating to us here? He was led. So he was familiar. So it's not something that you're quoting, you're quoting randomly. He was familiar with it. So in other words, I'm going somewhere. The word of God prevented him to succumb. How? Because he's familiar with the word. So you cannot do without the word. You cannot do without the word. Let me show you something. Now, remember this. Uh, in in um, Matthew, go to last verse of Matthew. Matthew 28. Matthew and chapter 28. Are you there? So look at what Jesus said there. Matthew 28, 19 or 18. He said, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying what? All authority what? Has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make what? Disciples. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Now look at this everybody. So he says, go therefore, the word teach, this is the old King James. He says, the word, he said, teach, he said the same thing as disciples, okay? So, Jesus told them, straight word from the master himself, directly. He says, go therefore. So, in other words, what has, let me say this to you, I want everybody to listen, 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 you know, listen, listen, listen. Amen. Vanessa. Uh-uh. Is it not Vanessa? Uh-huh. Oh, praise God. I was like, ah, my eyes was doing blah, blah. Praise God. You look good, by the way. Praise God. Yeah, that's, 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 that's not by the spirit. It just... <laughs> it's by my eyes. <laughs> you look good by the spirit. Okay, yeah. So, now, look at He says, what did Jesus tell them? What did Jesus tell them after resurrected? Go in there for and do what? And teach all nations. Listen, 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 follow. There was a time Jesus was with them. And when, and when Jesus sent them in um, Luke 10. In Luke 10, Jesus said, hey guys, go in two by two. Where? To only the house of Israel. He said, don't go to any place. Don't go anywhere else. Go only to the house of Israel. And there's a reason for that. I'm not going to talk about that today. Then after resurrection... Jesus told them, after resurrection, say, ha, we have expounded the rich, the rich now. You cannot go and preach to where? All nations. Now, follow me. Oh. What did Jesus tell them in Luke 10? Go only where? To the house of Israel. In fact, when Jesus came, the Bible says there was a woman who came to that. He said, let me, he said, my daughter, I need healing. Oh, this is healing. Jesus said, ah. He said, I cannot give the children's bread to dogs. Jesus called her dog. Amen. I don't worry, sorry. Ah, no, read, read that part and say, hey, how can Jesus call somebody dog? Amen. Well, I won't, make, I won't explain it today. Okay? Amen. For a reason. Now, and you know say, ah, the woman say, ah, even the dogs, they eat the crumbs that fall from the table. And Jesus said, ah, ah, I've not seen such a faith in Israel. Now, there's a reason why they, he said I've not seen such a faith. Because by default, by design, okay, um, hmm. I'll just say, but I won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't stress it, okay? It's the fact that the Israelites had the oracles of God. They had the law. And by, because of time, because, you know, times and years has passed. So the law had blinded their mind that it was very difficult to approach for them to see Christ. So he had to come specially first. 
for the three and a half years to spend time with the people of Israel to convince them and change their hearts so that they can see Christ. So it was a challenging time. So he came for them to quickly, as at that time, to, to, to do a lot of work to change their minds so that they will not see the law and they will see him as Jesus. So at that time, where he was supposed to focus on Israel to change their mind, some Gentiles, some individuals, Nigerians, Ghanaians, Indians, Georgians, then I came from nowhere and said they want healing. I said, ah, ah. And the woman said, no, I must get my healing. So Jesus had to stretch out of this time limit and went and delivered the healing to that woman. That's why the Bible says in John 1, he says, he said he came to his own and his own, they rejected him, they refused him. No, He said, for, he now turned to the world, he said, for as many as receive him. Okay, so he said he came to his own, they received him. No. Then he now said, for as many as receive him. Said, I'm going somewhere, I'm going somewhere. So look at it. He said, in Luke 10, he said, go only to the house of Israel. Pa, 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 pa. But after death and resurrection, he resurrected and said, go and preach where? All nations. So at that point, after resurrection, there is no more hey, oh, Israelite. You know what people still go to Israelite now and begin to kiss one. That extreme confusion. They say, ah, hey, hey, this is where Jesus died. Uh, ah, Israelite, oh, they're very special. If I went to throw bomb to them, it used to bounce. You know? <laughs> He doesn't say, I'm an Israelite. He doesn't say, I'm an Israelite. The Bible says, even Jerusalem of today is in bondage with our children. It's in the Bible. Why are they in bondage with their children? Because they have refused the gospel. Amen. But even the Bible also teaches us to be grateful to them. I was talking to somebody recently about this. About how to be, to be you know, as a believer, you must learn to Ah, yeah, yeah, time. You must learn to relate. I'm going to, call, I'm going to talk about that later. Many believers don't know how to relate. The, he said this. Jesus said, he said, you know, when somebody says, ah, you know, I remember somebody posted one time like that. He posted on Facebook. He said, Pastor, he said, ah, I owe you my life. Somebody started commenting. They said, oh, I can owe him his life, your life. Is he, is, is he not a man? Did you mean? <laughs> hey, is he not a man? I think was it you that posted that thing? Uh, he said, Isn't he a man? How can you? You, got, you see, amen. Amen. God help us. Hallelujah. We must learn to appreciate. We must learn to be thankful for those who have blessed us. Paul told the Romans, he said, Be grateful for the Jews. He said, Because we came to preach the gospel to them, they rejected. It was because they rejected. That's why we came to you. That's why you now heard the gospel. Be thankful to them because they rejected. If that's why, that's why, be thankful that they rejected. He said, when you are thankful that they rejected, he said, the abundance of you coming in, we, we, we steer them to jealousy. They said, ah, ah, it was we that first received this oracle now. We are the one that had the covenant of, you know, the covenant God of Israel. But now these Jews, these Gentiles, Nigerians are now exporting. Just imagine Nigerians exporting Christianity. Nigeria, Africans are, Africa are exporting Christianity. They are exporting life. I came back from Nigeria. I said, ah, if there's anything that Nigeria got right, ah, ministry. I know that there is a lot of inconsistencies too. There are a few inconsistencies. People who use money. But to be honest, aside that, that, that Nigeria, I, because I stayed in redemption camp for six days, I was at the only conference. I said, ah, 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 power day. There is power where power is. Forget, forget. See, so I remember one time when we started when we came to Georgia. Some people said, hey, we are going to go to Nigeria. And it, hey, man. There are some people that, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. I may not be able to explain what I'm saying. Baba. Pastor, he had a boy. He let Kosku to And that Dukusu, he, amen. Emoji. Men have labored. <laughs> and meanwhile, I mean, spirit is where spirit is. Forget about it. It's not about gra gra. It's not about gra gra. There's something that Nigeria got where it's spirit. I'm saying that we should be grateful because of the rejection of the Jews. Hey, hey, I've not even started the message, and they're saying that. Amen. God help me. Thank you, protocol. Hallelujah. So we should be grateful. Glory to God. Where did I say we should open? So Jesus told them to go, isn't it? He said them to what? To go. So, by saying to go. Now, let me tell you this. So, in other words, you can open Matthew 28. Matthew 28, 19. And read and say, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. So, you can stand up and say, 
the Lord told me to go. So this going therefore is the Lord speaking to you. And it is the Spirit also speaking to you. So it is an obedience. So what do we do as a believer is to obey. Am I communicating to what I say? So it's, it is the same thing. It is synonymous to the impression in your spirit. It is you that have not interpreted it in utterance. You know, some people will come and say, ah, the Spirit of God has told me to go and preach. Yes. So when somebody tells me, I say, that is true. But let me tell you this. Everyone that is seated here, the Spirit of God is giving you that impression. You have not interpreted it. But now, God has helped us better. Is in the Word. So we see, go ye therefore. So the Word of God has come to you as what? Go. So you have go. Say, I have go. I, have go. I can't hear. Say, I have the go. So you have the go. I remember one time like that. I was, you know, I was in my room. I was praying and then I heard the word. You know, the Spirit of God told me, go. I knew what it meant. Go. It re-echoed what, the, what God has said in his word. So what if I did not hear go? What should I do? What, <laughs> what if I did not hear go? What should I do as a believer? What if, I, you know, in my spirit, I'm not feeling impression. What should I do? Go. Why must I go? Because Jesus has said, go. So what if in my spirit now, the spirit is not telling me, I'm not feeling impression in my spirit that, oh, don't preach. Don't preach. Don't preach at all. You know, there's a difference between, oh, so that's why when we read earlier, okay, look at Matthew, look at, look at, hey, time, don't worry. No, we'll touch what we need to touch. Being led by the word. And so look at Acts 13. Amen. Act 13, let's do 30, Act 13, 47. Glory to God. No, let's start from verse 42. So Act 13 from verse 42. Um, so when the Jews went out of the synagogues, the Gentiles begged that this word might be preached to them the next Sabbath. And now when the congregation had broken up, Many of the Jews and the devout proselytes, okay, followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, 44, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitude, they were filled with envy and contradictions and blasphemy. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you. What? Yeah. It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you, what? But since you reject it and judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life. I, I, this is what we, me and my friend, we used to call this soul lacking. This is babanla soul lacking, like serious soul lacking. You know what I'm trying to say? You are acting as so you say, since you, since you deem yourself unworthy of eternal life. Ha! You know, he gave them words that when they leave, they will be thinking, ah. How, this guy, how would this guy talk to me like that? <laughs> Imagine I talk to you and I say, since you have, you know, I try to preach to you and say you don't receive Jesus. And I say, since you have seen yourself unworthy to receive eternal life. Amen. <laughs> but that's like the way. I remember I went to, I was talking to one, some of my friends when I returned back from, you know, university those days. And I was talking to them and they told me, as if we heard that you, you're preaching, you're preaching. Because, you know, we, were, we wanted to be a court guy then. You know, I was part of those guys. We wanted to be, you know, court guys and. So all my friends, they had already, they were gone to school, they were cut guys, and they, so they all came back. When I came back, as I, you know, went to Shijuade, so one of them said, Nifia, we heard that you are preaching on the street. All of them started laughing. You were preaching, you were screaming. So I asked them, I said, not all of us will go to hell. That's, that's, not, all, not all of us, not all, not, that's right, not all, not all of us wants to go to hell, okay? So, so I, I also laugh about it. Not all of us want to go to hell. If you have chosen to go to hell, it's your personal choice. <laughs> if I have chosen not to, to embrace the talent, my, and after I said it, you know, we all dispersed. One of my friends, uh, Dami, came to me. He said, ah, 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 I can't believe. As in, talk to me, talk to me. How is it? I had to talk to him about Christ, Jesus. He came. He didn't want to do that in front of everybody. He came. So, and all of them, even to today, okay? Many of them, about almost all of them, they received Jesus. All of them received Jesus. They started going to Christ and that's it. I mean, I'm an awesome guy. These are guys that were, you know, they had hierarchy, they had positions in those, you know, in those places, in those court places. But they received Jesus. Are you, are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. 
There's the way you will say your word. You don't need to say, okay, I know the Bible, let us open. We just, the same way, we just switch. You just throw the word. None of us want to go to hell. Amen. Are we together here? Praise God. Okay, don't worry. You give me, can you give me more, about five minutes more? Thank you. All right. Praise God. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, what? It was necessary, what? That the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you rejected it and judged yourself unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. Now, now, now they felt led to, to turn to the Gentiles, which they did. Did they not say, For so the Lord has commanded us? He said, I have set thee, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be what for the salvation of what? Now, what verse, what chapter did they quote to them? They quote Psalm, no, it's Psalm 49, verse 6. They quote some, so look at, are we listening, everybody? So look at everybody. So they said, We are preached to you. So after preaching to them, then what now happened? They now turn to the Gentiles. Not many people, this is not many people. Many people say, ah, oh, we preached. They did not receive our word. So we get discouraged. I remember I told one, one time, Minister Chikose was one. When those, I was 10 years ago. I told all of them, go and preach. So Mr. Chikose came to church. I came back. No, the first, I think the first meeting, he ministered. Somebody received Jesus at McDonald's. So the next time, they all went out for evangelism. After Minister Chikose came back. Minister Chikose, where is he? Okay, hey, yeah. After Minister Chikose came back, <laughs> because nobody, because they did not receive, everybody, there was a rejection. He stopped coming to church for about four, three months. He went back inside his house, and in fact, I think he was drunk. He got drunk. <laughs> he went to the depression. <laughs> now nobody wants to receive. <laughs> and so this, this is a true story. That was ten years ago. I, I, when I. And I tried to pursue. I followed, followed. I, I followed. When, I, when he came to me and he said, Pastor, you know, I, I didn't want to believe. I, I, and I looked at him and I said, ah, because of this? He said, we prayed. We fasted. We went. The first week, look at that. They had disappointment. Look at how they interpreted it. He said, since you have counted yourself unworthy, this is what the Lord has commanded. See, he said, I have made, he said, what Psalm 90, Psalm 49, verse 6 says? He said, it is a lighting. Is it Psalm 49, verse 6? Is that Isaiah is that 49? Yeah, Isaiah 49, 6. Yeah. He said, it is a lighting. He said, it is a lighting that will be that will be used, okay, only for the restoration of Israel. Is that what he put? Yeah. He said, for it is a lighting that thou should be, should be my servant to, to what? To restore the tribe of Jacob and to what? To restore the, pres to the preserved of Israel. He said, I will give thee for a light to the Gentiles, and thou mayest be my salvation unto the ears of the earth. Now, so he said that it is a small thing that I'm only sending. You know, that's why somebody, amen. I will get what I'm saying. Somebody sent you to something, somebody rejected you. Think big, go higher. When they go low, go higher. This is what God is telling them. You see, I did not send you only to Israel now. Stop looking at Israel. You know, some people, it's only their department, it's only their small, small corner. Their family alone. God has sent you to the world. That's what he's telling them. He said, before you get this, because you got this, maybe one person. I have sent you to the world. Stop looking at one person. Stop looking at one thing. Are you going to try to say that? Look big. Look big. Set your goal. Go big. Are you going to try to say, go big? That's what he's telling them. So they got somewhere. They were rejected. He said, no, 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 no. So they use scripture to both encourage themselves and to further the cause of the spirit. It's simple. So that's why it's important for you to be loaded with the word. Because at different junctions, the devil will come to you with anything to resist the move. So with scripture, you can stand your ground and follow another leading. Sorry, another scripture. Sorry, sorry. The last, this last place, this last place, uh, I promise you. <laughs> amen. Act 10. I'm, it's not a scripture, it's a chapter, but, you know, Act 10. Amen. Hallelujah. Act 10, are you there? Oh, Lord, help me. Ah, Act 10 and Act 15, you know. I'll try and see how I can rush this. So, in Act 10, look at it. He said, there was a certain man in the, of the Ciceras, called Colinius, a centurion called the internal regime. Now, this guy, okay, he saw in a vision, angels told him that, hey, go and go to somebody's house, send men to somebody's house, call Peter. Tell him he will come and tell you words of salvation. Now, I'm telling you, listen up, everybody. So, let's say, just take yourself. Take yourself. No, now, no, now, we have Gen Z people. Now, now take yourself now to those years, those days. 
In those generations, you are just in your house fasting. Because this guy is a Roman proselyte. In other words, he's a Jew. He's a, he's a soldier and a Jew by conversion, but he's not a believer. So he knows about fasting, but he's not yet a believer. So suddenly while he was fasting, angel appeared to him. Bam! An angel told him to go and call Peter to tell you what's of salvation. Now, by default, the, the colonials thought, uh -uh, if angel, <laughs> amen, Hallelujah. Praise God. So by default, Colinus thought that if angels can appear and say, ah, go and call somebody to preach to me, the person must be heavy. Well, let's keep reading. We've got our time. Hallelujah. So the same thing in verse 9. He said, the next day, amen. So the next day, as they went on their journey and drew near to the city, Peter went up to pray about the sixth hour. Then he came then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open. Now, in his vision, the Lord told him, so he saw food, you know, four-footed beast came down, descended, and the Lord told him, a voice came in verse 13, a voice came and to him said, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, no, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And a voice spoke unto him the second time, what God has cleansed. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So follow me, everybody. So God, the voice came and said to him, what God has cleansed, okay, don't say is what? Unclean. So he, Peter was in a trance. The fourth food that came, and Peter said, not so, Lord, I have not eaten. And God said, what God has cleansed. The voice said, not God, the voice said, it could be an angel voice. The voice said, what God has cleansed, okay, because if it was God, God would have said, what I have cleansed. Okay, let's go that way. So, what God has cleansed, amen, don't say it is what? Unclean. Oh, it is common. So, at that point, Peter did not understand what type of vision it was. So, let's keep reading. Where did I stop? So, verse 16 says, then this was done three times, and the object taken up to heaven. Verse 17, now why Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant. Behold, three men, behold the men which had been sent from Colinians had inquired for Simeon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simeon, whose surname was Peter, was lodged there. Verse 19, Why Peter thought about this vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise therefore, go down and go with them. Doubting nothing. Now, oh, oh Lord, help me. Are you, following, are you following everybody? Please. Are you following? So the Spirit, so vicious Peter, God wanted Peter to live his doctrinal mindset. This is in Act 10. The same Peter who spoke in Act 2. But now in Act 10, Peter still had some mindset. That yet, God had to reveal to him in a vision. To convince him out of his mindset. But it was still difficult for Peter. While he was still thinking in himself. So this is not a matter of God calling you. No, Peter, open your Bible, open your Bible. Oh, uh, no, you, you will now go... You know, it would have been easier. That, you know, people would, have, people would have thought that it would have been easier that, hey, that God would just say, hey, Peter, now Gentiles can now hear my word. Ah, yes, yes. Really? Yes. So go and preach to Colinius. You know, Peter, ah, that would have been easy. But it doesn't work like that. That's not the way it works. The broadcasting station is with you. So, the same way you take scripture. Now, has God not spoken in the scripture that I will be a light to the Gentiles? Then what is he doing? I don't know. How do you get what I'm trying to say? God has spoken in the scripture that I will be a light both to the Jews and to the Gentiles. So, but still, you want God to now specially call you apart and say, hey, hey, guy, now, you, when you now go, you must know that I, there is substitution. I died on the cross. Because he saw it. He read it. He must. So in other words, God is not suspending your senses and your study ability. You must learn. The Bible says all scriptures are given by what? By the inspiration of God. They are profitable for instruction, for doctrine. So God has given all the scriptures to profit us in doctrine. 
in instruction, in righteousness. Peter went there. Look at it. Amen. Peter, hallelujah. I, I, I won't go beyond this thing. Okay. Where did I stop here? 24. Okay. Then verse 21, verse 20, verse 21. Then Peter went down to the men who sent to Galinus and said, Yes, I am here who you seek. For what reason have you come? Do you know Peter at this point did not know? He did not know. The only thing he has is vision. But at that time, he has not even concluded the matter, the meaning of the vision. But, and they said unto him, Colinius, the centurion, a just man who feared the Lord, has a good reputation among the Jews. Who blah, 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 blah. On the next day, verse, okay, let's jump to 24. And the following day, they entered Caesarea. Now Colinius was waiting for them. And together, so Peter, in this place to summarize, Peter opened his mouth. Look at what Peter said there. Um, jump to verse, amen, 26. Uh, so Peter said, he has perceived that God, is it 26 now? Okay, no, 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 no. Hallelujah. I want to, because I want to rush because of time. 28, thank you. So 28, what is it 28 said? Then he said unto them, know you, you know how unloved now, now, okay, thank you. Are we together, everybody? Are you in 28? Now look at what Peter said in 28. He says, you know how unlawful it is for a Jew man to keep complaining with and go to another nation. That just imagine, just imagine. Imagine the mindset. Apostle Peter. Apostle Peter in Act 10. From Act 2, that mindset. Imagine I come to you. Just imagine I come to you. Imagine it is unlawful for me to come to fellowship with you. Because he's trying to justify, because he came with men. He's trying to justify his reason why he's with them. Because the vision is not even, he did not understand what is happening. He now said, but I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. He already, he first deregulate them. He's like saying that, you know me and Georgians, Georgians and, just, it's a racism word. Now that's what it is. That's a racism word. There's nothing you can do about it. He said, you know, we are, both of us are not, that's why in Galatians 2, the Bible said, when Paul saw Paul, Paul saw Peter. Peter was eating with the Jews. Even after Peter had gone, known the word, though, he was eating with the Jews. When he saw, he was eating with Gentiles. When he saw some Jews coming, he withdrew them. Ah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Yes. And Paul was there. Paul said, ah, what is wrong with you? If indeed you have believed that the cross has separated, has broken the middle wall of partition, then why are you acting like this? Like as if Christ has not died for us. That as if we are all not new creation. Is that, let me tell you, it is, it is the same challenge that women face in those days too. That women cannot preach and cannot talk. Christ is the one who changed the narrative. Those are women, women. It is Christ that changed the narrative. You are now on me. I'm preaching Jesus. In those days, if I preached Jesus, I would have been stoned. Hey, God, have not. Oh, Lord, I heart. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll continue this. Amen. Okay, let, let, me, let me say this. Let me just summarize this. I'll summarize this. So, in our, the same act 10, listen everybody, the same act 10, after Paul left Colinio's house, okay, they had received Jesus. Paul returned in act 11. They, the other Jews, go to act 11. Act 11, the other Jews, when they heard, and the apostles, 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 and the apostles and the brethren, that were in Judea, heard that the Gentiles had received the word, they got angry. Are you getting, that's what I'm saying, that when you build doctrine in the book of Acts, you, doctrine in the book of Acts is progressive. You cannot just go to Acts, act and just make a conclusion. You read everything, and see the progression in the church. Look at what happened. Acts act 11, verse 2. Verse 2. He said they heard the word. Look at it. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, the Bible said, they, they that were of the circumcision, that's the Jews, they contended, the one contended that they fought. They argue with him. Why would you go there? What's wrong with you? Why would you go to them now? What is, why would you? And we are the oracles of God. We are the ones who God has anointed and called specially. Man, must you speak to them? Look at what this man said. Peter now begins, from verse 3, the Bible said, Peter reazed. He reazed. In other words, he begins to say, hey, it, let me tell you the meaning of reazed. He means, I said, look at it. Verse 4, Abby. He said, and Peter reazed the matter from the beginning. He said, it's not my photo. Ah, it, was, it was like this. I was in my, it's not me. I was in my house. Jelly on my own. I did not plan it. I was just fasting. 
And while I was fasting, he said, eat. I said, not so, Lord. He said, eat. <laughs> I said, Lord. You, no, when you get home, read it. When you get home, read it. Because this Bible study, you must learn how to read Bible. He said, no, sir. He said, three times it happened. I said, uh-uh, I have to go. And the Spirit bade me. He said, go with them. Then I went. I did not want to go. But the Spirit bade me. That, you can read it. So that's what he said. The Spirit bade me to go. I went. But when I went, then when I was preaching to them, I was talking to them, I was talking to them, then the Holy Spirit fell on them. I said, hey? And they got filled the Holy Ghost. And they spoke in tongues. He now said something. That's the last part I'm going. And that's why I'm rounding up. Look at verse. Uh, 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 look at verse 16. 15 and 16. He said, then, as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them. As upon us in the beginning. The way it happened to us, that's how it happened to them. Then I remembered what? So how did, how did Peter confirm his, his confusion? He remembered what God said to him. That's the only way you can confirm any impression of the Spirit. He said, I remember. Remember, remember in Acts 2, he did not remember. He's just remembering in Acts 11. That then I remember the word of the Lord. That John verily baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not for many days, friends. You know the meaning of it. Remember the word. He remembered everything that the Lord told them. That now, when God said, Jesus told them, he said, he said, you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost come upon you, that you might be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the world. He remembered everything that the Lord said to them. He did not remember from Acts 2 to Acts 10. He now remembered. He said, ah, ah. God, we, sometimes God used to make some experience eh, to shock all your mindset, to shake it. And that's my prayer for many of you today, that God will use experience eh, to shake off your mindset in the name of Jesus, so that you'll be able to, you'll, you'll find your foot is where? On the path of righteousness, and you do the will of God properly. God will use some experience to set you on the right path of life. This guy did not even understand the vision. I'm ready to come and take my Bible. Hallelujah. Because there's another scripture that's come to my mind. I refuse it. <laughs> not so, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. What I'm trying to say here, brothers and sisters, is that the leading of the Spirit is with you. But you must learn out, know how everything operates. Learn to allow the Word of God take preeminence. Hallelujah. Learn patterns. Learn patterns. In James chapter 5, verse 11, look at it. James 5, 11. Help me put it up. James 5, 11. I'm not, reading, I'm not, reading, I'm not saying more than that. Okay? I, I did not open it, okay? James, please, I promise. James 5, 11. James 5, 11. What did he say? He said, behold, he said, we count them happy, which endure, for you heard of the patience of Job. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. He's telling them, see, they, they were in affliction. They were in affliction. He's now encouraging them. He said, do you remember the patience of Job? That, they, that, that and I've seen, they, you saw the patience of Job, and you have seen the end of the Lord. That the Lord is what? Is very pitiful and tender of mercy. Let me tell you something. Some people, they are going through problems in their life. They say, I don't know what is the problem now. You know, is it only me? You know, problem on my life, left and right. I don't think I can make it. You know, maybe we should even go to Babalago. Maybe we should go and do sacrifice. Maybe we should go. As a believer, it's because you don't have the word. But this is it. When you have the word, he said, do you remember? So imagine you are in misery. You are in problem, challenges. But right there in challenge, you are remembering the word of the Lord. You are remembering the patience of Job. You are remembering how pitiful and how merciful God is. And said, no, my God is a merciful God. I will come out of this. God brought Job out. I will come out of this. I'm saying that you must learn to hold the word. It will help you. Somebody, you are doing an exam. Medicine, ordinary medicine. Medicine. You failed one exam. Say, my life is over. I don't, I don't think I can ever make it. You start a business, a business, first transaction, you lost money. Say, hey, hey, I don't think I can ever make it. If you have impression of the Spirit, let the Word of God make the conclusion of it. You remember the patience of Job. Is the Word of God guiding you? That's the point. First Corinthians chapter 10. First Corinthians chapter 10, it says, remember how they murmured, how they sinned in the wilderness. Remember them. We use the Old Testament, the scriptures of the Old Testament, as consolation. So what you do as a believer is to load yourself with the word all the time. It's not every time that the Spirit of God says, Hey, my son, stand up, rise. He has said it in his word. He has said it in his word. Take it and run. When you start business, you don't give up. You run with it. You remember. You are in a situation where there is seduction and you are about to fall into sin. You remember Joseph. Hallelujah. Say, oh, 
Me, it's not my fault. You know, the thing used to do me is congee. I know I'm, I'm, I'm body, no, before I would. If you are, you are destroying your life, a pure destruction is a body, body, no, remember Joseph. Remember Joseph. Hallelujah. Remember Daniel. In the midst of contention, they said, No, we bow and serve the Lord alone. Remember them. Let the scripture lead you. That's my point. Remember them. Bow your eyes and pray. Talk to God. Say, Lord, I submit myself to your word, to your spirit, to your leading. Totally. We will continue this next Sunday by God's grace. I won't just stop it. We'll continue. There's so much to say about being led by the word. Remember. Remember. Remember the, 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 the self-control of Joseph. Remember. Remember how Elisha prayed fervently. Remember. Remember the meekness of Moses. Remember. Let it lead you. Let it lead you. Remember the patience. Remember the end of the Lord. That the Lord is very pitiful. Very merciful. Say, Father, I receive your leading in your word. Open my eyes and open eyes of understanding in the name of Jesus. Open my heart and eyes of understanding in your word in the name of Jesus. I don't want to be separate from your word. I don't want to be separate from your word and your spirit. I want to, Lord, the, the, the psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 133, he said, hold down my step in your word, O Lord. Hold ah, yeah, yeah. down my steps in your word. He said, the Bible said, where we shall a man, young man, he said, keep his way. He said, is it not by, by enriching himself, his heart with the word? He said, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you, is the word. Enrich yourself in the word. Say, Lord, open my heart. Pray that prayer. Say, Lord, open my heart and eyes of understanding in the name of Jesus. Open my heart and eyes of understanding in the name of Jesus. Open my eyes and eyes of understanding. I don't want to wander away from your word. I don't want to be estranged away from your word. I want to stick to your word in the name of Jesus. Pray that prayer in my business, in my health, in my marriage, upon my children, upon my wife. Lord, your word. I, I submit to your word. I submit to your word in the name of Jesus. I submit to your word. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, open my heart of understanding. Lead me in your word. Order my steps in your word. In the name of Jesus.